Now, before we get started, if you like what we're doing, don't forget to press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, then start. Oh, and then like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, or Twitch. We'll say Twitch, because we're kind of moving a little bit away from YouTube at the moment. Also, check out at LamerGamersCast on Twitter and throw a review down on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Those really help us out. Okay, guys, first up is Animal Crossing Summer Wave 2 Update. Now, this is uh, available starting on July 30th, so this will be news to my wife if she doesn't know already. Uh, and it's, of course, free. So in this update, they're going to be adding some things. Uh, so I'll read what Nintendo has listed. First up, fireworks show. Enjoy atmospheric fireworks lighting up the sky above your island every Sunday in August at 7 p.m. Get in the spirit by redeeming bells for raffle tickets in the plaza to get various festive items that you can use. Put your personal spin on the fireworks display by using your own custom design pattern to see if Shot in the air as a firework in the sky. Oh, that's cool. Now, I did see that some people are getting um, in trouble for drawing inappropriate things that are getting uh, shot up to the sky. So we'll, we'll see if <laughs> Nintendo keeps that. Uh, next up, Dreaming has been added. Uh, you can now choose to take a nap in any bed placed in your home. While dozing off, you may find yourself in a strange realm where you'll be greeted by Luna. Luna offers visits to other islands as a dream, and with her help, you can share your island as a dream with others, too. Let's see. Uh, she will grant those who share their island a dream address, which players can exchange and use to visit each other's island in a dream. In dreams, nothing is permanent because nothing you do is saved, so explore to your heart's content and, you know, drop off um, pitfalls everywhere you know, mess up their cabinets, put a frog in it. I don't know. Do something fun with it because it's not going to be affected. And finally, something people have been waiting for for quite some time. Island backup and restoration services. If you lose your Nintendo Switch, if it gets stuck on the beach somewhere and an otter takes it thinking it's a shell or a clam. Clam, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a clam. Um, your saves will be backed up. Nintendo Switch Online members can enable the new island backup service, which automatically uploads island and user save data to the internet at certain times. If your Nintendo Switch system is lost or damaged, you may be able to recover your island paradise as long as you've enabled island backup. In the event of loss or damage, contact Nintendo Consumer Support about restoring the island and user save data on your new or repaired Nintendo Switch system. After your island data and individual player data is restored, you can get back to building things. So, that's awesome. They're actually adding cloud support to Animal Crossing. And if, uh, you know, <laughs> you can see our little uh, Animal Crossing graphic over there. By the way, if you're just now listening to this podcast, this comes out every Monday. Uh, so, this will be redone to be a little bit more professional. All right, so that is the Nintendo news. There is there's not a lot of Nintendo news right now, guys. Uh, it's mostly going to be Xbox and a little bit of PS5, but there's really not a whole lot out there this week, uh, other than minor things that, I'll be honest, I don't care too much about. But this one seemed interesting because 
Anthem. Anthem is, uh, by any measurement or any metric, a failure. And everybody knows it. BioWare even knows it. And they mentioned a couple months ago that they were going to update it. So it looks like they are finally talking about an update that may maybe save the game. Uh, so people thought generally just about the game that shooting and movement were all right, but there was no real reason to get back in the uh, game. Uh, mostly the loot system wasn't good and it didn't really pull you in. So the company realized that the player experience was not good. And a few months ago, uh, you know, they said, Hey, it's time to fix it. Well, now we have sort of a teaser announcement talking about what they're working on. Christian Daly of Bioware has to say this. A good player experience depends on the loot system being extensible and robust. And a lot can go wrong. Well, a lot did go wrong. We fell short here and we realized that building something new from the ground up was going to be required. Starting with taking a long look and understanding the best in class of the many great games that inspire us. Based on this research, along with your thoughts and feedback, we planned some high-level goals and changes we wanted to try. So here's some of the things on their list of stuff they wanted to try. First up, they want to respect your time. Now this, the, the, respect your time. That's kind of, kind of weak, but here goes. They say they'll respect your time by increasing the frequency of loot drops. Okay. Uh, also, you can pursue specific loot without requiring or relying on randomness alone. Uh, quests, specialized vendors, unique loot tables, etc. So if, you know, I play Diablo 3 and it's a loot game like that's 90 percent of what you're doing is getting loot in the game um it's uh you know the randomized loot loot is nice but there are different events you can do or things like that that you can start you know once you reach certain levels you get a certain type of loot once you do a certain mission it's really helpful it gives people a purpose and not just feel like they're at a casino constantly losing their money which in this instance money is time uh, all right, next up, you can uh, modify your loot, including re-rolling inscriptions and leveling up items. Uh, they want to make the loot feel excited and more noticeable when it drops and celebrated when collected. How they're going to do that, I'm not sure. Maybe happy shiny graphics or glitter. I hope not glitter. I hate glitter. As an um, art educator, glitter is the bane of my existence. They better not put glitter in this game. Next up, rare enemies that they also call walking treasure chests. Uh, create exciting moments to get a burst of loot all at once. And then they'll let you reveal and equip, equip the loot right away. So if you are interested in this game, those are some things that they're planning on doing. Uh, it also says in addition to loot and equipment, there are some really good improvements to the feel and types of items we are supporting. Gunplay is overall more responsive with enemies reacting to hits uh, near instantly with improved client-side prediction. I hate that term, by the way. Like, I, I realize there's some inherent prediction they have to do to get games that are online rolling, but Stadia kind of killed that term for me. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Also, they're looking into the role of melee items and builds. I'm a fan of melee, so that sounds good to me. And of course, being able to spend skill points to unlock new types of equipment and synergies. Uh, so, 
Now they say changes like these are exciting to us and hopefully to you as well, but I want to set expectations that there is a lot of work behind each of these and in some cases a rather large tech undertaking. This is not an easy fix and will take some time. So I'm curious to see how long this takes. Are we going to see it with next gen systems or beyond whenever people probably won't care? Well, let's go ahead and move on to another game that I think will probably get a couple more people involved with it. Halo Infinite. Now, Halo Infinite has been an interesting game online lately. Uh, people are very divided, and Microsoft knows this. Apparently they've heard the deafening scream of Craig. If you don't know who Craig is, he is the uh, kind of lifeless looking... Uh, I don't know if it's a grunt. I think the grunts are the small ones. But he's he's a he's a no-name boss or no-name uh baddie and there was a shot of the game and it just is ridiculous. It's gone everywhere. Look up Craig meme and you'll be happy. Now, it appears Microsoft though heard your pleas and are looking into making updates on the graphics. They said in our latest uh they said that uh oh, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh now, it does appear that Digital Foundry did shed some light on the fact that even though people are complaining about the graphics, and that's the biggest complaint with Halo right now, are the graphics. Uh, it, we went over it in last episode and talked about some reasons that you know the graphics that you see could be uh, not telling us the full story. It's a game that is, one, the build they showed was four months ago. Um, and Digital Foundry shed some light on the fact that they're using a global illumination technique similar to what you see on games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the problem with it is that the second you're behind a large building or in a valley behind a mountain like what we saw in Halo Infinite, you know, global illumination is like a giant spotlight, and in that case, it's the sun. Well, in that shadow that it... Uh, shoots across everything is just kind of the same shade okay uh and that causes a problem with the newer way that they are developing and designing character models you know nowadays they have the character models to where they design the textures on the armor and the face and everything with what are called midtones they're not high contrast and then there is a layer on top of that that interacts with the light and it lightens that layer underneath it or it darkens it well when you're in the shadow in a place like a valley it makes everything kind of the same it lowers the contrast and when you do that it makes it bland so microsoft had a reaction and they responded at halowaypoint.com First, we want to acknowledge that, yes, we've heard that feedback coming from parts of the community regarding the visuals in Halo Infinite campaign demo. While we see and hear far more positive than negative. Now, I... Mm, mm, it's mostly negative, right? Uh, while we, we hear that, we do want to share a bit more context. From our perspective... <laughs> There are two key areas being debated about the uh, around the community. Overall art style and fidelity. So this is to me like this is this is really chewy nerd stuff for me as a as an artist. Okay, so let let's see what they claim is uh 
the art style change that's affecting this. Based on our learnings from Halo 4, Halo 5, and Halo Wars 2, along with strong community feedback, we decided to shift back towards the legacy aesthetics that define the original trilogy. So, less grittiness, basically. With Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style, which was a key message going back to the first reveal that garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. This translates to a more vibrant palette, cleaner models, and objects with less noise. Now, whenever they say noise, it's in quotation marks. They mean things like scratches or uh, grittiness. You know, it's more of a clean design, okay? Though it doesn't mean less detail. While we appreciate this may not be everyone's personal preference, we stand by this decision and are happy to see it resonating with so many fans around the world. Okay. So they're they're going back to a more basic palette, you know that that makes sense. Um, the second theme being discussed involves visual fidelity. Negative feedback in this area includes comments around characters and objects appearing flat, simplistic, and plastic-like. Lighting feeling dull and flat, and object pop-in. We've read your comments because they've been everywhere good lord you can't go anywhere without somebody saying halo infinite looks bad uh man uh anyway so we've read your comments we've seen the homemade examples of retouched comments and uh, content and yes we've heard the digital foundry assessments in many ways we are in agreement here we do have work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. The build used to run the campaign demo was work in progress from several weeks ago with a variety of graphical elements and game systems still being finished and polished. Now, I, I will say this, guys. They did a full game demo. Like, they were playing the game. It was not what you call bullshot. Uh, which is whenever you make uh, something look like what a game should look like. It was the game. Now, uh, let's see. The build being used... Oh, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Uh, while some of the feedback was expected and speaks to areas already in progress, other aspects of the feedback have brought new opportunities and considerations to light that the team is taking very seriously and working to assess. So, they know something's up. Uh, it appears the team will be addressing lighting pretty seriously now. There's also an announcement that they're going to be adding a ray tracing patch that may help with this lighting issue in the future. Now, I was looking at this game trying to determine, you know, how could they fix this problem? Because, like I said, global illumination, you a lot of times they only want to have so many lights that use that high-definition lighting and shadow usage. And they have to essentially... Uh, the term is bake in the lights or add them separately. Uh, so <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what they do. Ray tracing could fix that if the lighting elements in the shadowed area uh, use ray tracing to give a like a layer on top of the global illumination. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, ray tracing will not be on Xbox One. Like, don't even think about that. Uh, it'll be Xbox Series X and PC. Now... They answered a whole bunch of questions during this, but here's the real question that many people wanted to know. How's Craig? <laughs> this is their reply, because uh, everybody's been wanting to know, does Microsoft really like Craig? 
We've all laughed very hard at the non-stop stream of Craig memes the community is cranking out. Craig is thick-skinned and seems to be taking it in stride, though all of his fame and attention seems to be going to his head. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Microsoft loves it. I mean, honestly, memes are excellent advertising, uh, even in the bad ones. Now, this does give Microsoft an opportunity to turn things around. You know, we've got a low point. They've lowered expectations. I don't know. I don't think purposely. Uh, and so they can bump it up. Now, after seeing Grounded, you know, I played the closed beta here a couple months ago. Later in Gaming Impressions, we talk about Grounded pre uh, Game Preview. That game has improved significantly in a couple months. Well, we're still, you know, probably three months out, three or four months out from Halo Infinite. So I, I think they can kind of fix some of these things, especially since they've actually worked on this for four months since uh, that demo was created. All right, but there, there's actually more. There's more Halo news. There's a rumor going around that Halo Infinite would have free-to-play multiplayer and be 100 fr 120 frames per second on the Xbox Series X. Well, I actually started putting this in the rumor section, but it is absolutely true. Uh, actually, <laughs> recording this a little bit later... Um, I'm recording this on a Saturday. I originally wanted to record the news on Friday because this was all going down. So, Halo, at Halo on Twitter, put, Halo is for everybody. We can confirm Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X. More details to be shared later. That's fantastic. Uh, some people, though, think that the, the announcement is related to how bad it was received, but... This is not the kind of decision you make within a couple of days to make a game free to play. As we saw with the failure of Anthem, free to play or cheap or, you know, any of these things that are going to require a gaming loop, uh, that they, they had to spend some time on this. All right. So that is what is going on with Halo Infinite. Let's move on to a game that, um, has touched my heart. Then it burst out into the grossest looking thing and it ate people. Carry on. Uh, Carry on is a game that I've been playing on Game Pass by Devolver Digital and it's uh, surprisingly fantastic. If you haven't heard about the game, um, you know, go, go look it up. It's Here's what Devolver says. Carry On is a reverse horror game in which you assume the role of an amorphous creature of unknown origin. Stalk and consume those that imprisoned you to spread fear and panic <clears throat> throughout the facility. Grow and evolve as you tear down this prison and acquire more and more devastating abilities on the path to retribution. So, it's a good time. Uh, that's it's pretty realistic. Now, it's kind of like a Metroidvania, to be honest. You you get new skills, you can get into new areas. It's the strangest Metroidvania, but it's fun. Um, there's something about flying around and shooting your tentacles everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just so bonkers looking. Anyway, well here's the news about it. Um, 
Carrion sold over 200,000 units already, along with hundreds of thousands of players on Game Pass. It's only been out a little over a week. It's only released on Xbox One, Switch, and PC, so I would imagine most of the players are going to be your Switch owners and PC owners. Um, it's a good time. Uh, like I said, just watching an amorphous blob shoot its tendrils and move around like a ballerina made of grossness. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, next up, if uh, you're interested in Microsoft Flight Simulator, it's uh, been announced to have VR support. So you can fly a plane and probably vomit everywhere due to simulator sickness. Uh, so that being said, this game looks fantastic. It's kind of crazy how much uh, they're actually putting into this game. There's going to be 37,000 airports alone. And they're going to have free world updates every two to three months focusing on specific areas of the globe. Now, I don't know, you know, I've, I've done Microsoft flight simulator in the past uh actually we've had a a um after school club that was just flight simulators and stuff with a, a pilot that works at our with our school system um but it it's it's kind of closed in certain areas i'm curious if this is open world like you can fly around the globe that'd be really cool at least the old one we're playing it might be plane simulator x I don't know. I don't remember which one we used. Anyway, uh, but it's coming to Windows 10 and Game Pass for PC if you want to try it out uh, when it does. And, uh, you know, you can try it out with or without all that VR goodness. Uh, and if you uh, buy it physically, <laughs> you get 10 double-layered DVDs with this thing to install it. Uh the alternative is downloading a whopping 90 gigabyte file size, uh, which is fine on Rowdy's fancy new internet with his uh, fancy gigabit. That ours would take just a little bit. So that is the news on Microsoft Flight Simulator. Let's go ahead and move on down to fun facts. So these are some fun facts about two games that have just come out. Uh, Grounded and Ghost of Tsushima. And both of them decided to release a couple things about the game to give you an idea of what, how much it's being played. So Ghost of Tsushima has had 57.5 million duels already. That's a lot of dueling. 8.8 million foxes have been pet. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite statistics already um then people have spent 810 years on horseback which is a long time uh you might have some saddle sores you know or walk bow-legged for a while uh next up 15.5 million photos have been taken of the game it is according to rowdy 5000 absolutely beautiful so I could see why. And then 139.4 million enemies have collapsed in fear. So I guess that's the people that you didn't kill. And they just kind of like, I'm, I'm not worthy. So uh, in this last one, or these, there's two more. Um, this one would be the bane of every freshman band director. 28.1 million flute songs have been played by people that most net likely never played a flute in their life. And bane of existence to any English teacher, 14.2 million haikus have been written in Ghost of Tsushima. 
Uh, I'm curious to see what these haikus are. Like, I, I I haven't played the game. Do you get to write them yourself? Do you type them in? Do they give you like a you know sentences and you just mix them together? Should have written a haiku before this. Uh, so uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, maybe uh, we have some people in the chat right now. Uh, they have a question. Feel free and go ahead and go with your question. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Grounded. Uh, now, Grounded has an interesting uh, statistic, too. In the first 24 hours, over 50 million insects met their demise with over a million people playing Grounded already. Uh, it actually was the best-selling game on Steam, and it's not even finished. So, um, yeah, that should be, that's interesting. Grounded is a really good game. I have done my job in taking out as many insects as possible. So it will be uh, interesting to see how many get uh, taken down before the game preview is pulled. Now, I've probably taken about 30 or 40 myself, but no spiders. That is happening soon. All right, guys, that is the end of the news section. Uh, we are going to be back in just a second with rumors. <laughs> <laughs> 